Hi everyone and welcome to the latest edition of the Talent Intelligence Podcast. My name is Nicky Patterson, Chief Growth Officer at Solutions Driven and today I'm joined by two amazing guests and looking forward to getting into this episode. So firstly, um, I'd like to welcome Salma Elwardani, our Chief Diversity Officer here at Solutions Driven. Salma, how are you? Hello, lovely to be here. Thank you, Nikki. <laughs> and um, brilliant to have you on the show today, Sean Delay, um, Talent Acquisition Team Manager EMEA at Greenhouse. Sean, thank you very much for your time this afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. So as you guys know, you know, format for this, I like to keep it pretty, pretty loose. Um, but we're really keen to really explore the successes that Greenhouse have had over the last couple of years. I think up to almost 900 employees, give or take, you know, tripled in size over the last couple of years. And Sean has played a big, big part of that uh, across uh, across EMEA. Um, get to know Sean, get to know, you know, some Sean could definitely give us some some hints and tips on how to grow a team and motivate a team. And we're also going to look at, you know, some of the areas um, that Greenhouse have really been doing a good job on, on the diversity front. So Sam is going to uh, help me interrogate Sean this afternoon. Um, <laughs> interrogate. Interesting use of word there, Nikki. <laughs> ab ab absolutely. Absolutely. So Sean, for, you know, we, we have a lot of clients ourselves at Solutions Driven that, that use Greenhouse. I am very familiar with the Greenhouse <laughs> software. Um, for the people that maybe don't know Greenhouse, can you tell us a little bit about, about, the, about Greenhouse? Sure. Um, so Greenhouse is a technology company that builds hiring software. Uh, so Greenhouse's mission is to help companies uh, be great at hiring. Um, and in order to do that, we have a number of products. Um, our flagship product being Greenhouse Recruiting, which is an ATS. Uh, but on top of that, we have Greenhouse Onboarding. We've recently launched Sourcing Automation, um, as well as some other products, all of which go towards uh, building a structured, fair, equitable hiring process and elevating the, the hiring processes of the, the companies that we are working with. I mean, I don't think I could have put it as well as that myself, so I'm glad I asked you that, Sean. But, th but there's a lot there. And why I'm so happy to get Sean on this on this podcast today is, is not just because we've got clients that use Greenhouse, but I think there's a real synergy between the methodologies, the values and the mission that Greenhouse has, you know, comparable to solutions driven. We're all always thinking about what's next. How can we help our clients, you know, have a, a process that's consistent, that's streamlined, that's continuously evolving and improving. And, and you know, so looking forward to getting getting right into this. So Greenhouse, it's went from, I, I believe, 350 employees to what, 900, 850, 900, it says on LinkedIn today. You know, why do you believe the company has had the traction that it's had? It can't just simply be, you know, more sales, more sales. You know, you guys are clearly doing something right. And you've been there for a number of years yourself now. What is it? What is it that's so appealing to Greenhouse? I mean, I think Greenhouse as a company attracts so many candidates because of our uh, commitment to diversity and inclusion, and because of our commitment to making companies great at hiring. You know, I think that's something everyone can identify with. Everyone at some point in their life has been part of a hiring process, whether they're an interviewer or whether they're a candidate. Um, so I think the mission really resonates with people. And then I think Greenhouse as a company attracts people because we really walk the walk there um, and we really lean, lean into um, 
a strategy of inclusive and diversity sourcing um because we really see the see the value of that and um the value it can add to the business i'm really uh fascinated with what you just said there sean about your commitment to diversity and greenhouse is incredible and like nikki said your growth story is is brilliant and you i'd love to know a little bit more about your commitment to diversity and what that looks like in practice when it goes into how your how your product actually works because it's one of the thing and i'm sure you guys know this what do we talk to our clients about it's about diversity and how they can get into those diverse pools i think there's a real appetite from organizations to hire diverse but often the logistics of it and how they actually go about that that's the difficult bit that i think greenhouse has has managed to help clients out with right totally yeah and i like i think it, it's also like as you say sama like it, it's worth touching on like what do we even mean when we say like inclusive right. or diversity sourcing yeah. and like what is the benefit of it? You know, I think intrinsically a lot of TA professionals, a lot of HR professionals like know this, but don't necessarily know how to convey it, convey it to their stakeholders or to the business. Um, so, you know, when we kind of talk about it, it, inclusive or diversity sourcing, we are referring to intentionally and deliberately searching for and engaging candidates from, from underrepresented backgrounds for a given hiring need. Um, and, you know, the, it's worth mentioning the return on investment of diversity and inclusion in your hiring mm. process. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's not just the right thing to do from a human perspective. You know, there are a ton of studies out there that have shown that building a diverse, inclusive work environment adds tremendous business value. It leads to a more vibrant company culture, um, a more positive team environment, which ultimately all leads to better employee retention right. and then, you know, better revenue generation. Right. It's more profitable to have a diverse workforce. Like everybody exactly. shows that. Exactly. I think, you know, which is really important for the, the wider business to, to understand that. Um, and so I think why, why Greenhouse has been really successful there is we take a really data driven approach. Um, you know, it's, it's important that before you're kind of diving into your diversity sourcing strategy, that you're, you're setting diversity and inclusion goals. Um, you know, so that you have something to work, work towards before you start working, diving into execution straight away. Um, and like part of setting those goals is kind of measuring the current state of affairs, looking at like what your current sourcing strategy is what the diversity of your organization is right now and, you know, kind of where the areas of opportunity are. And there's there's a number of features of the Greenhouse product that can help in that way. Like we have a number of different reports that are part of the product that will help you measure the diversity of your current pipeline, your previous pipelines, and kind of help build the overall picture of right. what's going well and what could do with more help. Right. And that's exactly it. Sorry, Nikki. I'm just no, so obsessed with data. And I love that when you said that, and you said about the data and it, I like, I so believe in this, right? Because you just said something that's really critical, but it's not just about doing it for the good of people or because it's the right thing to do. And if we want to make any impactful change in organizations, when it comes to diverse workforces, it has to go back to the data. Everything has to be data led. The decisions have to come from analyzing company data. And mm -hmm. then you need all the data, right? Which is why I love 
that point that you that you mentioned there about it being data driven and what's so great about greenhouse but what i would love to know is from your product what you know you said there that you can draw reports on what pipeline looks like currently so i'm guessing that what that then does is build up this overall pattern of behavior right because once organizations know patterns of behaviors they can then change them in really impactful ways exactly yeah right. and i mean you can kind of you can get as granular as you want there as well. Like you can look at a specific department. Uh, you can look at a specific geographic location. You know, like I, I would manage our EMEA based team and that would, I would lead our hiring strategy for EMEA. So that's typically the, the sector I would look at. Um, and you can look at historical data within that reporting function. So for example, for me, I find that really useful to look on a month by month or quarter by quarter basis to see the impact that my team's inclusive or diversity sourcing strategies are having on the overall candidate pipeline, where we're having successes and maybe what we should lean in more into, and mm -hmm. maybe where we're ultimately not quite meeting our goals and, you know, examining that further to see what are the potential blockers. See if I go, I'll go back a little bit, right, to, to something you said at the beginning of this is, you know, it's okay being data driven, it's okay setting goals. But it's who's involved right from the start, you know, for me that that that, that really creates the magic down the line. You know, mm -hmm. if, if if this was Sean driving Sean wanting to create this the you know, the, the this diverse strategy, you know, there's only so far that can go. You know, how do you create that um or how does the business, you know, create that um, leadership r right throughout the business because it, it's it's something you see time and time again. It's ingrained within greenhouse, mm -hmm. which then becomes ingrained within the the clients that work with you. So, you know, if we if we really hone in on this diversity piece right now, or or, or any you know agenda, how does that team get together and decide? You know, here's our current goals and and who what's that team made up of? Yeah, so I mean. I think there's probably not a one fits all solution for every company out there. Like every company is going to be at a different maturity level when it comes to this conversation. But I think you're right in that, like, this isn't something that I could just implement by myself in Greenhouse. Yeah. Um, you know, you need buy-in from the business. Um, you know, I think for, for us, the main stakeholders is collaboration amongst the people team, first of all. So that's not just talent acquisition. That's our diversity and inclusion team. Um, that is our executive leadership as well. Um, and I suppose specifically in my own example, when I think about when we were building the diversity strategy for the EMEA leadership, uh, for the EMEA region, sorry, uh, that involved bringing in the leadership from the EMEA region as well. So we had local perspective of like, what does diversity look like in Ireland versus in the US? And and even to go back even further, Sam, I think when Sam was early months at Solutions Driven, I think you can think you're diverse, you can think you're inclusive. And, you know, sometimes when you really then start to, I mean, we did a lot of things in the early days around assessment surveys, you know, really to try and gather that data of where are we right now? And then you look at it and you go, holy shit, we've got a long way to go here, you know, and I think Sam published something a couple of months ago that said 12 months on, here's where you are. And, and it was a real sense of pride knowing that we'd taken mm. steps forward. But again, it was, you have to analyze where you are to start with to then say, okay, yeah. we are really going to focus in those areas. Sam, would you maybe want to elaborate on that or, or how maybe we did that? Yeah, we did. And I think that, I think you've hit the nail on the head when you say, everyone thinks they're pretty diverse, 
And I think that's because everyone's got a will to be pretty diverse and everyone wants to be and everyone wants to be really open about adapting to the changes. And generally, right, I know that, you know, if you go on Twitter or if you go on social media, it will make you feel like there's a lot of really wild people out there with very crazy opinions. But actually, that's not true. Most people, I think, really want to create more diverse workforces and more diverse companies. And they believe that, you know, because they've got the best will in the world that that's going to happen. But actually, and I'm sure, Sean, you found this when you're talking to clients. Actually, the reality, once people look at the data, is very, very different. So we did that at Solutions Driven and we really honed in on all the data that we had uh, and what that data told us about our hiring patterns and the type of people that we were we were bringing in the door. And as such, what kind of culture that created, right? Because whoever you bring in the door creates a specific type of culture. And so we really looked at that. And then we decided, okay, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. But I imagine as well for greenhouse clients, because you mentioned this before, Sean, about you can see what you've done in the past. And I think that is a real mark of motivation for companies because mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. being able to look historically over the last year, for example, and say, well, this is where we started out and our data now tells us that this is where we are and this was our pattern before and this was our hiring trend before, but now it's here. And it encourages people because we all need that encouragement and doing diverse work and creating diverse workforces is hard work and it's challenging Mm -hmm. and it takes a lot and it's confronting to a lot of people so being able to look back and say look at the data and look at it now I imagine is that I know it was so encouraging for everyone here at Solutions Driven and everyone suddenly Mm -hmm. went oh my god okay I get it Uh, look how far we have actually come and I imagine that is such a key thing for greenhouse clients right of course. Yeah. I mean, like, I think you, you've, you've completely hit the nail on the head there. Like, I think you can't improve what you don't measure. Um, mm. so if you don't have an understanding of where you're coming from, then, then there's no way to see, like, if you're making improvements or not. So, you know, we would completely abide by that as well of like, you need to be regularly checking in with yourself of kind of like, uh, where are we now? Where are areas of improvement? Um, you know, no one has diversity and inclusion solved. It, it's always an iterative process. Mm. Um, yep. You know, there, there's always more to learn and more to consider. Um, you know, there's always more to think about when it comes to like the different experiences of your underrepresented groups. Um, and that, that manifests, in, you know, in, in so many different uh, ways within the organization. I, I think for me, when I think of, of Greenhouse, right, the first thing that sticks in my mind is, you know, measurable hiring results. You know, if I think about all of the different HR and TA leaders and executive leaders around there, you know, the one reason they're annoyed with the recruiter or pissed off with the recruitment partner is because they're not achieving results. Mm. You know, they're maybe not representing the brand appropriately. They're not communicating well, you know, and almost they just don't know what's next. That's right there in your mission there, right? You know, deliver um, measurable hiring results to build, grow and hire for what's next. And I think, you know, absolutely, there's a data-driven approach to to doing that. But like you said, there's also the retention factor as well, right? I mean, you guys have done two things and two things really well that I can see is, you know, you've you've had results because you've hired so many people. You've, you're, you're, you know, your client list grows daily. And you guys are thinking ahead. And, and I think as part of our HRTA leadership, you know, events, we, we're always trying to pick the brains of companies that are growing and scaling to steal as many ideas as possible, of course, and share them with our, <laughs> with our group. Um, but I think a big part of that is, you know, you could say, okay, we want to improve our diversity. 
But as, as we are working on right now, to retain that talent, it needs to be an inclusive environment. It needs to be a safe environment. It needs to be an environment where people feel they can do their best their best work. So mm-hmm. I'd love to kind of turn this into, I mean, you've grown your team. You know, you've been part of the team and now lead the team. And I've yeah. done that, you know, and that's it's hard to do, right? It's hard to to, to go from one seat to, to the next. So talk me through that journey you've been on these last couple of years and what some of the, maybe the highlights are for you. Yeah, and I mean, I, I suppose... You know, diversity and inclusion is, is, is so important across greenhouse in general, but like I really see it as r- vital for, for my team. Like my team has such a tangible impact on the, on helping greenhouse become a more diverse organization. So, you know, if, if my team aren't bought into that, then there's a real problem there. Um, so I think for me as a manager, it, it needs to start from wh- as soon as folks enter the, the pipeline when I'm opening up a role to join my team. Um, you know, making sure that they're aware during the interview process how vital this work is to Greenhouse um, and to our success, how core it is to our mission, and then getting a sense of how that mission aligns with their own values and maybe how mm-hmm. that has shown up in their work previously. Um and then, you know, also part of that is, is you know, stuff like um, it's so important that diversity and inclusion is so visible as part of Greenhouse's brand. You know, when candidates go researching Greenhouse, they need to be able to see that, like, we're really committed to this. Um, and that's visible at all stages of the, the candidate and the employee life cycle. Um, and then I think, you know, when, when I think about once my team actually joined Greenhouse, I think what's what's really important is that they understand the the why behind the ask that we're not arbitrarily asking them to like uh, source with diversity in mind that they understand the work they're doing and how that impacts greenhouse uh, overall in mm-hmm. the same way that you know if someone's working in sales they understand the work they're doing is adding to the revenue of the business someone working in engineering understands that they're building a well-functioning product you know my team needs to understand the work they're doing how that overall uh, leads to greenhouse's success um and then that keeps them motivated um and i i think another part is making sure that they feel safe to turn up as their full selves in work um and that they feel celebrated for the the diversity that they bring to the team. Um, you know, I think if they don't have that level of psychological safety to to show up and be their full selves in work, then you know they're going to be really they're going to struggle to be bought into the greenhouse mission. And you know, how are they then going to convey the the importance of this to their stakeholders and to the candidates that they're meeting with? You know, they're oftentimes yeah. the, the first person. A candidate is speaking with. Um, so if the if the candidates aren't getting that feeling from them, then you know we're in real trouble. Then I think what I admire Sean is, you know, obviously the way you come across, but some of the words you've used there, right? Uh, because people don't know where to start with this. I think that's that's what we see again and again and again. I would love to be more diverse, more inclusive, but where do where do I start, right? And you know. If I was joining the interview process with Greenhouse, I think I could tell within minutes that it's vital to you. You know, it's your core, it's a mission, you're committed to it. You know, here's the why. Because you've already done that to me in the last 10 minutes here. 
you know, and I think that's key. And it's being able to have that as consistent across the organisation and not because the CEO told you so, because mm-hmm. you're there, because you want to be part of that is, yeah. is absolutely, absolutely huge for me. Yeah. yeah. And, I th- and I think part of that, of like understanding the why behind is that we've been quite intentional about what our diversity sourcing strategy is and it's not a one size fits all. Um, you know, I think that's particularly important as Greenhouse has become more t- mature and we have gone international and we now have mm-hmm. an EMEA presence. Um, you know, when I think about like my own experience joining Greenhouse and being the first TA hire for the EMEA region, um, it, it quickly became apparent to me that, you know, utilizing the same diversity or inclusive sourcing strategy being used by my peers in the US wouldn't make much sense. And wouldn't get us the results that we needed, you know, as I'm sure you're aware, like EMEA and especially Ireland have a very different demographic and very different history than the US and even the UK. Um, so we, we kind of had to take a step back and really think about like, well, what does underrepresented look like in Ireland and what, Mm. what is diversity in the market here? Um, so then we, you know, we kind of realized that, you know, we found that an area of opportunity on the EMEA team was increasing LGBTQ plus representation. Another adjustment we made was where my peers in the US focus a lot of their sourcing strategies on increasing ethnic and racial representation on the team, which is something we also do. But again, given our demographics in Ireland, we also decided to lean into nationality diversity, um, as that's really kind of what diversity looks like in Ireland, you know, being a big tech hub in Europe. Um, we have people from all over the European Union, Brazil, Africa, India, etc. Um, so we were able to like really think about like, okay, this it makes sense as diversity for this specific location and team and build our strategy based on that, which, you know, takes a little bit of trial and error and iteration, but like by being intentional, you can then make tangible impact on the diversity of the EMEA team, which again, further helps buy in from the business when when it makes sense to them. I just on that point, I, I wanted to ask you, what have been Greenhouse's challenges when it comes to diversity and inclusion? Because like you said at the beginning, everyone's on a journey with it, right? And we're all at very different stages. But what have been some of your biggest challenges? Yeah, I mean, I think that has definitely been one, you know, when I joined, we were scratching our heads a little bit of like, you know, how are we going to make a meaningful impact on diversity in EMEA? Um, you know, we we did a census in Ireland in 2022. We're still waiting for the results on that. So we're, we're working off the most recent results, which are 2016. And those results were like Ireland is like 90% plus white. So, you know, it's diversity kind of means something differently here. So it takes a ton of research and stuff to, to, to figure out like what does diversity look like in the market? Um, and I think besides just the EMEA example, I think what Greenhouse has been working towards, like as we've become a more mature organization is like slightly more nuanced, um, goals, you know, like where, for example, we might have had like quite broad goals in the past of, um, you know, X percent um, candidates or X percent of our population do not identify as one particular group. Um, now we're kind of really starting to look at, particularly in the US, like historically underrepresented groups um, 
and again looking at those at different levels of the organization as well so like management level leadership level and stuff like that as well so i think that's where we're working towards as well is like really adding some nuance to our to our diversity goals i think as you get more data you can become more specific Exactly. Right. And, and, and you guys have been driving this for, for many years now. I think it's very interesting as well. We do a lot of hiring for companies in EMEA that expand into the US or US that expand into EMEA or Asia Pacific. And, you know, again, education, right? Mm -hmm. Not knowing the nuances of that city or that, the culture, you know, it, it's very eye opening to, to a lot of companies as well. So I almost, can imagine being in San Francisco right now thinking about hiring a software engineer in Ireland. You know, it just, it, there's so much to, to yeah. take into consideration. It, you know, I guess one of the biggest things for me is, is this, and, and we've spoke about it with a lot of our clients recently, how to embed that everyone's a recruiter mindset, how to, you know, have everyone aligned and on the, on the same page. How do you bring the hiring managers? This is clearly passionate to you and the, and the people team, but how do you bring the hiring managers with you? Yeah, I mean, this is a, a, a game changer, I think, when it comes to uh, sourcing and particularly with diversity sourcing is leveraging your hiring managers and your hiring teams. Um, so again, step one there is explaining the why behind, making sure that that culture of um, understanding the importance of diversity inclusion is is throughout the company. Um and then I suppose specifically when thinking about getting hiring managers involved in the process, you know, if you think about the most qualified candidates out there that all of these companies are trying to attract, like, how do you stand out? Um, it, it's so much more impactful for a candidate to receive um, outreach from a potential hiring manager rather than a member of the talent acquisition team. You know, candidates want to hear from people that they'll potentially be working with. Um, so we, we internally call that talent making and we see it as an org wide effort. We've actually built it into our career ladders. Um, and the most successful leaders are the ones who build this into their long term strategy and see it as an essential component of their role and not just work that the TA team does. It's not just something they, they say they need a role filled and they hand it to us. The most successful hiring managers are the ones who incorporate it into their operating rhythm and encourage their teams to do the same. And then the best of those ones are the ones who keep diversity top of mind at all times. Sam, I know you're buzzing to hear that that approach, you know, because I guess when I have added to our team, you immediately go for, you know, what do I need? What do I need right now? Who's available? You know, you, you jump to all those kind of... Uh, things where there's bias scattered everywhere mm. you know and even if you know you know you think about people just throwing the advert up and see who applies and that gives you some data but what i really love about what you say is you know you're making it really clear to anyone joining the business how important it is they see how important it is talent making i mean you're giving us some tips there about what you guys are doing so i appreciate that but it has to be you know it has to be for these leaders to 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 continue to evolve what you guys are doing. Um, and obviously you're getting the results off the back of that, or you wouldn't, you wouldn't be looking to evolve that, uh, evolve that even further. Yeah. But and again, it goes back to data again, you know, we as a hiring or uh, as the talent acquisition team can go to our stakeholders and show them the data of the difference 
in a search when a hiring manager is highly engaged versus when they're not and the effects that can even have on the diversity of a candidate pipeline um all of that stuff so again it's it, it shouldn't just be on the ta team to like be like just trying to like nudge their hiring teams constantly like use data as much as you can to tell the story for you so sean you've given us loads here um to wrap up is there any one tip if you to give a company that's thinking about you know that, that watch this and say okay i want to be a bit more like sean i want to be a bit more like greenhouse give, give, give them one tip to come from you oh god one tip um i mean i think i think one thing to think about when you're building your diversity sourcing strategy once you've kind of set your goals and you know really honed in on like where the areas of opportunity are within your business to add representation i think you kind of need to think about what what are the strategies you're going to use and like there's you know both short-term and long-term strategies um you know short-term are like your quick wins that will have more of an immediate impact like what i'm thinking about there is like going on to linkedin you have an open role you're searching for profiles and hopefully using some kind of inclusive or diversity boolean strings or you know maybe you're throwing the role up on a diversity job board um and then longer term are you know things you invest in like such as community building partnering with organizations that you can build professional relationships with really leaning into building a uh, a brand that embraces diversity and inclusion um so like my recommendation is that there, there's so many strategies you can implement but i think in order to ultimately be successful in building a diverse organization you need to have some kind of combination of like your short-term quick wins and then a longer-term strategy john thank you so much for the words of wisdom today i mean i can i've known about greenhouse for many years i've heard so many good things uh about about the business i can see why you know, I can see how passionate you are as a individual, as a leader, um, you know, as a functional owner. And, you know, you can really see the quick wins that, that you guys have made, but also the, the commitment to that long-term strategy as well. I feel more comfortable now having Salma in my corner here at Solutions Driven, <laughs> helping to, to guide me through. But, you know, like you said, it is no one size fits all. Yeah. You know, it takes time, it takes data, it takes committed it takes effort. It takes someone guiding you through, right? On every yeah. instance. And Greenhouse does that for your clients. We do that for our clients. I do that for you. you. Do you know what I mean? You do that for for us. I think everyone needs it. And that's the beauty of, of Greenhouse and what you guys do. Yeah. And, I, and on that, like I would say for any Greenhouse customers that are listening, like our Greenhouse customer success team, our account manager team, they're all so well-versed in this as well and can strategically advise you on like how you in can incorporate diversity and inclusion into your hiring processes even more. Mm -hmm. So any listeners today, you know, if you're looking for an ATS that packs more punch, get in touch with me. I'll introduce you to Sean. Sean will introduce <laughs> you to the right people. A little bit of plugging, but awesome company. Sean, thank you so much for your time today. Salma, thank you for joining us. Thank you both. What a conversation. Yeah, this was great. Thank you both.